Back with another episode of the DJ's Need Love 2 podcast. I go by the name DJ Monet. I'm DJ Batio. And we have a very special guest in the building today. We have the beautiful DJ Stormy DJ in the Stormy. building. What's yeah. up, people? What's up? Yeah. And I give it back to my girl, DJ Monet. She's the beautiful one, y'all. Thank Let me just tell y'all. That's my girl right there. In the <laughs> I we am appreciate lucky. you for coming on the show. So tell me, where is DJ Stormy from? Yes. Oh, man. I'm born Trini to Guyanese mom, Trinidadian uh, father. I uh, grew up in New Orleans, though. So, New Orleans is home, um, but I'm a born Trini. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So based on... Hey, hey, Guyana. <laughs> so bouncing off that question, what got you started in DJing? Oh, well, in DJing, man, let me tell y'all, I've been in a music family. Um, gosh, my mom was singing with the Mighty Sparrow back Ooh. in the Caribbean, um, Calypso. Wow. Um, then she had us, so she had to give it up. Yeah. So I've always been influenced by music in some shape, form, or fashion. Yeah. So it's always been in my blood. And then now growing up in New Orleans, that's like a melting pot of like jazz and bounce music yeah. and just a little bit of everything from the Southeast. You know, the cash money, the no limits, like that's way... Wow. Like that's where it's at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then now living in Atlanta. So for me, I was like always in the music industry. I did it on the business side. Um, I broker deals for local New Orleans artists um, when record deals was popping. Mm. Uh, I'm not going to say what year because then I'm going to give my age away because I'm only 35. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, 35. Yeah, man. And then so in 2014, I said, you know what? I missed the music aspect of it because I came here with Hurricane Katrina. Okay. And so I didn't know anybody in Atlanta in five like i started all the way over i couldn't cut any lines in the club like nothing yeah. i could get no free drinks no free entry no nothing and in 2014 um i'm working my corporate job and i'm like i'm missing something i'm doing great in all aspects of my life but i'm missing something it's not fulfilling me and i got back in music and i didn't start out djing but i did drop an edm album um so i started off in edm then i was like you know what i am not competing with these young chicks <laughs> trying to bust it wide open and talk about this and that um, on the radio and yeah just talking about all this you know things that I don't want to project on the little girls or the young yeah. women that's following me mm. and so I had to make a decision not to be an artist and I was like okay so what's next DJing yeah. I already have my equipment and everything so that's how I got started but I got started as an EDM DJ that's the crazy thing that's, that's how I got fire. my no yeah man that's how I got my notoriety real quick um, at that point in 2015 there were female DJs but not a lot of us mm -hmm. um, it was more male dominated in Atlanta okay um, so I just feel like I needed a niche and I couldn't be like everybody else. So EDM was the way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So bouncing off of that, your uh, response to that question, how do you feel like female DJs have evolved since you first moved to Atlanta? Oh, man, I feel like female Take DJs has literally um, kicked the door wide open. Have you guys taken over? Um, so just, just put it out there. Yes or no. So here's the thing. <laughs> so here's the thing. I would say female DJs are taking over. Okay. I don't think there's any competition between male and female right. DJs. I but that. I do feel like females listen to music a little bit differently yeah. than males, especially when it comes to R&B and stuff like that. I feel like our way of analyzing music and breaking it down and how we feel emotionally tied to the music is a little bit different so do than you males. So feel like it's easier for us to read a crowd because we listen to music differently? Mm. You know, um, I would say uh, the best DJs out there that rocks a crowd um, are males, right? Because they've been doing it for a long time. I also feel like honestly, we don't pay attention enough because we... 
we don't play for the crowd sometimes we play for ourselves mm-hmm. because we're emotional beings <laughs> yeah. so that is something we have to be very conscious about is okay I know I love this song or I love this music or I love this here but I gotta make sure I'm taking care of the crowd right. so we do get kind of caught up a little bit I know I do I'm speaking for myself mm-hmm. I see it happen with other females as well we get caught up in what we want to hear what we want to play kind of thing so yeah you know it's kind of risky <laughs> it is so let me ask you this being from new orleans how do you, you heard feel? Me. is the atlanta music better is the atl track better than that new orleans bounce man let me tell you it's two separate things mm. so when i was in new orleans literally when i went to college at alabama state I literally only listen to New Orleans music and crunk music, period. That yeah. was the two. I find out from people when they come out here and they say they're from New Orleans, they just want to hear their music. And they just want to hear their music. Well, you know, I love my music, right? But growing up in the music and then now being a DJ and an entertainer, it's like, it's hard for me to stick with any one genre gotcha. of music. Yeah. I have to expand my mind. Like, my mind won't take it. It becomes like overload. Like, mm-hmm. if I listen to house music for longer than 30 minutes, 25 minutes, I will drive myself crazy. The same yeah. thing with New Orleans Bounce music same thing with uh crunk music like i can't do anything for a long period of time because as djs we're trained to transition throughout different types of music throughout our set that's why i will never ever i will call whoever wants to do the set i will give them extra money to do a full trap set like i can't do it (laughs) you want to be able to be diverse yeah yeah i got add so i can't just stick with one thing Mm -hmm. Okay, so when you first, um, I know you said you started off at as an EDM DJ. Yeah. When you first started um, getting into the hip hop, R and B form of music, uh, did you have anybody to help you with that, or you kind of just? So I would say, but first of all, I'll tell you guys, no lie, I had to go the EDM route because if I didn't make a name for myself, I wouldn't even be able to play what I wanted to play and what I really love, which is like that ninety two thousands era. Like that's my era of all rap. R&B, soca music, just Mm. everything in that era, that's me. And and for me, I feel like playing that type of music is is what got me here today. Lil John was like a silent mentor to me. Mm-hmm. Um, DJ E class. I always went to um, Flip Flop Sundays yeah. and listened to his set. He's from New Orleans as well. Yeah. And DJ Mars. Um, they they play all types of music. They are not scared to play Prince and then rock out Cheryl Lynn yeah. and then go straight into some Gucci like Mane. Yeah. Like right? Yeah. They know how to transition the music. Mm-hmm. They know how to play for the crowd. Um, and a lot of DJs are very scared. So I would say looking up to them, mm-hmm. listening to them, and being very critical about it helped me become who I am today. Seriously. Let me bounce off a more question. Do you feel like in order to be rich in DJing, you have to be an EDM DJ? See, I'm going to get backlash for this. um, Genres. I'm going to get backlash, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just want, I said, I wanted to say it without saying it, so I said it like that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's really sad, though. Like, if you really think about it. um, Let's talk about it. And yeah, let's talk about this. Uh, The top DJs, and I got backlash for, um, I was on um, another interview and they asked me who's my top five DJs. And I was very specific. I said, do you want hip hop DJs or do you want all genres? They yeah. said all genres. Yeah. And I listed my top five and mm-hmm. David Guetta and Steve Aoki was in yeah. there, right? Okay. And the reason why I did is because they make like $750,000 a show, a show. minimum. Marshmallow too. Yeah. Marshmallow, yeah. 
a show. Yep, that's what it's about. Getting flown out, but what, getting, getting your stuff taken care of, and because you know you're the entertainer. Ain't got to worry about you're, nothing. You're, yeah, but here's my issue though. Here's the real issue. In their sets, most of them play hip hop. They play hip hop, but don't they produce music, EDM music too? Though? Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. So a lot of their sets are produced. Mm -hmm. I will say that. But a lot of the stuff that get them rocking and rolling, they play hip hop. They play the futures. They play the Gucci's. They play hip hop music. They play the Migos. Like that is how they they intertwine our culture with theirs. But yet we get paid. I'm yeah. not sure yeah. about like flex yeah. um, or drama. How much they get paid per show? Yeah. But I'm sure it's not close to a million dollars. Not the hip hop. John was very smart the way yeah, that he yeah. did it. Definitely, he did Definitely not lose yeah. his style. He did not lose what was organic to Lil John, and that's why I did what I did. I did like a hip hop infused EDM album. It was more energetic, something that you could work out to, kind of like party hard. But Lil John didn't miss that at yeah, all. They can't. They can't. The Flocka too. Yeah, Flocka yeah, messed yeah. with it. Yep. And I feel like a lot of hip hop artists are going more towards that pop sound now to like. Because we want to be rich too, you know. <laughs> you know, honestly, like yeah. if you call yourself a DJ, you want to have that DJ title. You don't want to do nothing but DJ. You want to make the, the money doing it, right? Man, let me tell you, from an artist or a DJ, it doesn't matter. We just have to be very diverse in our approach. Let's talk about because it. I mean, look at Nikki, right? Nikki just jumped on. Was that Nikki or Cardi? Just jumped on the FIFA Cardi. Cardi. Yeah, I was like. That song is crazy as heck. Oh, the uh, the new... No, it was Nikki. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep, for the soccer yep. theme song. She jumped on there with two international artists. But do you know how much she probably got paid for that one song? Yeah. She got that that probably will never get played on our radio stations, yeah. right? Because it's, uh, it's very cultural, right? Yeah. But she got money, money. She probably got more money than she got paid doing a song here yep. in the US. It's crazy. It's crazy. We got to figure that out. Yeah, the international vibe is where it's at. Even if you go to like Dubai and Africa or Nigeria, like our money is DJs no the money for them. Yeah. Over there too. It's no money. And that's why 2023, I already said it in 2022 that 2023 I want to go real international. I want to really get involved in the Africa scene. I really want to get um to Dubai and Abu Dhabi. Like that's what I want to do. I've been to Greece. I, I saw that. I look up to her. Yeah. Super dope. dope. Man, no. Let me just tell y'all the truth. I'm so proud of this girl. You have no idea. Yeah. She doesn't know how many people look up to her. Come on, baby. Come on. Come on. My girl don't play. And just for you to enter this market the way that you did, and I'm flipping it, but um, you entered this market, did what you did, um, and it looks like it's overnight for you, but I know it's a lot of work. Yeah. You know, it takes a lot. It takes a lot. Not everybody has the skills or the ability to do that. And so congratulations to Thank you, for real. So let's for get real. into this first segment. It's called hey. Giving DJs Their Flowers. Flowers. I know you just talked about it, but we're going to do three. If you can give three hip-hop DJs okay. their flowers. Right. All right. So let me correct myself this time. <laughs> Kid Capri. Kid <laughs> Capri. Uh, I think there was some drama when I didn't list him, but you know, it was top five. Aoki had to get him in there too. Um, I feel like he's part of the, you just, you got to, he's part of the. Right, you just got to say it. Yeah, and um, he rocks the show, yeah. but um, Kid Capri, okay. Jazzy Jeff, yeah. just because he is legendary. Yeah. Um, and I don't care what anybody says um, about anything, but you have to recognize Spinderella. 
Yep. Spin. Mm. They got a show coming up. Yeah. Shit. If it wasn't for her, there mm-hmm. will be no us the way that we are now. And it should have progressed faster than that. Okay. But she held it down for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Very long time. I know there were other female yeah, DJs, but to yeah. really have the notoriety yeah. and that platform, she did it for When us. I was coming up, I used to see her on the TVs with yeah. and I was like, oh, it's a female DJ. I was like, yeah. so she, I think she was the very first. Yeah, that's the first one DJ. I ever I seen. seen. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Spin Spin did it for us. She had the platform and she did it for us. And I think with her, it kind of showed me like it's more than club right. DJing yeah. for females. Like you can really make a career yeah. out of it. Oh, yeah. Out of anything. Mm-hmm. Let's, talk, like, let's talk. Go okay. ahead, man. Let's I'm sorry. Talk. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 let's no, talk. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, now I was just going to add in that, you know, she's an amazing soul. I got the, the opportunity to meet her and okay. um, we're we're good friends now. She's let's super talk dope. Mental health. Mental, oh, gosh. Come on this now. This is the DJ's Need Love 2 show. DJs go here. through a lot, you know. <laughs> we, as far as just wanting to be, a, just getting booked, um, getting the payment from being booked, getting there. How do you deal with the mental health? And you can include relationships in there, um, the day-to-day basics of um, downloading music. How do you check your mental health as a, um, a popping DJ right now? Uh, honestly, I have a schedule. Um, I came from corporate America, which helped me put in structure, mm. and that's why I. Me DJing, I look at it as a true business, even my brand and what I stand for and what I put on social media. And so for me, like every Monday is my admin day, Mm. like all invoices, all follow ups for people that made requests and stuff like that. Um, If I hadn't gotten a deposit from them, I will do all that stuff on a Monday. Mm. So mostly Mondays are all admin stuff. Um, The other piece of it is I'm I right now I get maybe one maybe two days off to myself Mm. from DJing. And so on that Monday, which is normally a Monday or that Tuesday, I literally stay at home. Like I might go get my car washed, Mm -hmm. clean up the house and stuff, but I don't move. Not the music. Yeah. And even if people are like, oh, we got this event, we need you here. It's like a no. It's Mm. a hard no. It's a hard no. Yeah. Because we have to protect our peace. Yeah. And what people don't realize, they think we have a great job. We have an excellent job. Mm Mm-hmm. But if you're like me, I'm a people person. Yeah. So when I'm out there DJing just in the booth and I'm having to hug people and dap them off it's and draining. keep the. Yeah. It takes all of our energy. Mm. So when people don't understand why I don't want to stay after my set, I want to go home. It's because it's exhausting. And then for us, I don't know about y'all, but I get off at two, three o'clock in the morning and my body's wired to wake up at six, six thirty. Mm. So people think, oh, I could sleep all day. No, I'm right back up. And so for my mental health, those two days off, I have to make sure Is I take care of Is there any music involved? Myself. No. Yeah. No. I don't do any music. I don't do any mixes. I don't do none of that. As a matter of fact, we could talk about mixes. Like, I don't do that either. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to do that when I first started DJing, and I thought it was very important. And some people could, you know choose a different answer but my response is I'm not doing it I had it on Mixcloud I had I took them all down because everybody was using my stuff for their fitness and Man. no if you want to see me you want to hear me you're going to pay for me gotta period book me. Yeah, yes. I mean, let's talk yes. it up for that one right yeah. there you gotta book me so you mean to tell me you have ever walked in or somebody's walked in like in a fitness place and absolutely and they, they called you up like yo you know your mix yeah. is going on absolutely wow absolutely and Did now I understand too. why DJs all the time they put their drops all through their mixes you got to mm-hmm. all through their mixes I begin on more about that every song yeah every song yeah, especially if you're doing like radio, internet-based radio, or just putting stuff out there for content. Because you can get paid for it, but 
it's when everything ramps up. Maybe, yeah. But in between time, why somebody's going to pay for you if they can just go to YouTube and hit play? Yeah. That's right. And you got to look at it as a business. And some people will disagree with me. I'm sure there's good reasoning why you should do mixes, but I stopped them. I'm sorry. <laughs> Unless I'm getting paid from a radio station to do the mix show or something like that, it's not out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like if you want that access, like you got to come to me directly. Yeah. yeah. You can't just get my art from YouTube and think that's cool. Like, no. Nah. Yeah, it's the same thing with us being in every club or on every flyer, you know, that is not aligned with our brand. We're watering down our brand. And somebody I, can steal your staff. Yeah, like stop. You're watering it down. Stop. If you're not getting paid, if you're not aligning yourself or making it uh, align with your brand stop it just to put yourself on a flyer just stop (laughs) just stop (laughs) you know you gotta stop um the owner of Preve at the time this was years ago um he sat me down we were at cheesecake factory in lennox mall and we were just talking about my brand um because i also i started off in edm but I did some little rap stuff, yeah. <laughs> but it just didn't align with my brand. Yeah. So I was always in the clubs mm-hmm. and I was always hosting and, you know, getting the bottles and having my girls come out and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And he said, stop putting yourself on a fly. If you're going to go to the club and host, go to the club and host. But I shouldn't see a flyer with you three or four or five times a week with you on a flyer and you're not getting paid for it. He says you're watering down your brand. Down your brand. And since that, it took me about three months to understand, but I started to peel back. And after that, my entire brand, my demand and everything. Yeah. I just rebuilt everything. It's a gym, wow. yep. So so everybody wants that fast fame and the celebrity, but yeah. celebrity and fast fame does not equal money. Right. Period. Mm. Period. <laughs> you can have a million followers, I see it now, and two people show up to your show. Mm. Yep. Artists deal with that all the time. Yeah. You can look at a rolling loud lineup. Yeah. You got a million streams and only thirteen people come. Yeah. yeah. And that's serious. It's about loyalty. You got to build your brand. You got to build loyalty. If you don't have that, you have nothing. Yep. Nothing. So let's get into this next segment. It's cool. called Would You Rather? Yeah. So you get 20, got seconds, stuff. 20 seconds on the clock. Baddio is going to ask you a series of questions. Okay. Kind of just got to just answer off the top of your head. Okay. All right. So you can't think. If you think, I'm going to go to the next question. Okay. Trap, okay. let us know when we're ready, Trap. I'm ready. Three, two, one. Scratching or Blending. Blending. Download or title? Download. Radios or the clubs? Clubs. Tours or the clubs? Tours. Producing or A&R? A&R. Cash app or cash? Cash app. Regular clubs or strip clubs? Regular Car clubs. Car or truck? Truck. Headphones, no headphones? Headphones. Vinyl, CDJs? CDJs. Heels or sneakers? Heels. Host, no host? Host. That's Vi- me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she did good. I hate losing. I hate losing, Mo. <laughs> You said heels over sneakers. Heels, yeah. Can you t- well, in the club. Can you tell me why? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So part of my brand, right, okay. um, is that I show up like fully fitted. So yeah. I would wear my fedoras or my heels mm. or my boots. Now, when I'm actually DJing, I will have like my Gucci flip flops yeah. or you know my G Nikes. But I'll when put you walk on. in, yeah. But pictures. when I'm walking in, pictures, the beginning of the set until like an hour in, I'll. Kind of flip them out. Now, does that depend on the gig or is that every gig? Um, I try no matter what type of gig it is to do that. Um, But it depends on the gig. Like if I'm doing a football game, right, I'm definitely doing sneakers. Yeah. For sure. But most of the time, 95% of the time is heels. Okay. I want to ask you this question. I'm going to pick on you a little bit with the EDM. Okay. A lot of DJs would say... EDM, they don't play no. It's not. It's just really just sound and and a beat. They're just kind of cheating. How do you feel about the when people say stuff like that? 
You know, I thought so in the beginning mm-hmm. because everything kind of sounds alike and mm-hmm. they have the same structure of the song, yeah. which is the build up, the drop, right? Yeah, and then it's yeah. yeah. So so I feel like it's a little bit easier. I don't care what they say. I feel like it's a little bit easier Thank because they do yeah. produce their sets. Okay. Whereas other DJs, um, well, they shouldn't be producing their sets, but they should go by the vibe, yeah. right? They should go by the crowd. Um, yeah, we all know what song we probably want to start with. And I get that question too. Um, like people ask me if I go in with like a playlist, a playlist or yeah. 10 songs. I'm like, no. Yeah. yeah. No, I go in with maybe three songs three different avenues mm-hmm. um i go in 30 minutes to an hour before every party just to sit and vibe and she's seen it i'll yeah. just come there sit and vibe mm-hmm. drink smoke a hookah just to see where i want to go with the party mm-hmm. and then once i go from that point that one song i'll just go from there gems so badio can i chime in on that question as well yeah. and yeah. ask you um so with, D- with edm djs mm-hmm. A lot of times people will go to the EDM DJs to see their music live. Mm-hmm. So it's more like, so I know this DJ has this record, this record, this record, and I know he's going to play that in the sets. Versus when a hip-hop DJ or any other DJ comes and they're playing off of the vibes, the creation of the sets. So wouldn't you say like that is like the key difference? Um, it is the key difference, I would say, but we have to look at it this way. You guys asked the question about if they have it easier. I think yeah. for the performance, they have it easier. Mm, I don't think for the pre-work, they have it easier. Mm. Because if they are producing, and most of them are all producers, right? Yeah. Yeah. If they are producing their entire one or two hour set, man, I can't even get a 20 minute mix done in 20 minutes. It takes me about an hour <laughs> to do a 20 minute mix. So they do all the pre-work ahead of time. So, But yes, their actual set it's a little bit more streamlined than ours for sure because it's more structured but they do a lot of work they do a lot of leg work before they're set yeah I seen somebody try to program a record box before before a show and I was like yeah, yeah I don't know no. anything about that yeah no <laughs> yeah okay no. so you do a lot of festivals and like big concerts how do you build those relationships to even get put in that position to even be able to be on the big stage good question oh that's a great question um i would say the first thing uh, that was most important that i think got me in the door was just a brand Mm. having a very clean corporate brand um one of my first major festivals was essence okay and and you know like they don't play with the bs or the rah-rah i was very um clean cut like my instagram my social media my following like all that stuff it's all brand driven and so that's the most important thing that i think will get you in the door to have those conversations after that the biggest thing and i tell djs this all the time um literally do a great job show up on time yeah right um make sure you're doing business all the time ask for a deposit don't don't book anything without a deposit if you're sitting there fighting with the club owner um at the end of the night and they never pay you that's your fault that's Mm -hmm. there's too much money Mm -hmm. you don't have to be a club dj you could be a wedding dj you could be a tour dj you could be a radio dj Mm -hmm. you could do your stuff on twitch now and make three four thousand dollars a month like you don't have to do that stuff so get your business in order and i think that was the other piece of it because everybody respected how easy it was if you email me I'll literally get back to you if not in an hour within 24 hours and just respond like handle yourself like it's a business it is a true business so how do you navigate in this 
in this business with a lot of male, mm -hmm. maybe Definitely promoters or, you know, club people that's just in corporate, they wanted to book you. So do they come in a different route because you're a female or do they just come to you straight business? Um, so the great thing about Atlanta is that I knew most of the promoters because that's how I got into the business. Okay. So before I even started music again, I actually became a promoter back in 2014. Mm -hmm. So I needed to learn the backside of the business. I always do that. If, mm -hmm. if I don't understand something, I want to learn it. Right. Um, so I needed to know about the bar and the door percentages and all this stuff. So I became a promoter. So my network was full of promoters before anything else. Ooh, so nice. that was a good Good starting point. Uh, yeah, a good starting point oh, yeah. for me. It made life so much easier. Yeah. So before we end out this interview, why do DJs need love? Mm. <laughs> you know, I would say DJs need love because nobody understands truly what it takes for us to get up there and actually rock a crowd or to not rock a crowd. Talk about it. That's <laughs> so, your camera right there. Talk so, about it. Yeah. so it doesn't matter um, what you play if the crowd is just there to smoke hookah and to chill, that is the hardest feeling and the longest minute of my life. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, dude, like you go from the turn up song or to the R&B song or to the Afrobeat song and everybody just chilling like, yeah, in a engaged conversation. I'm like, man, that's the hardest thing for me. And then honestly, the energy piece of it, it takes a lot. Especially for me It's like I'm an energy person mm -hmm. I'm exhausted mm -hmm. And people think that DJs just do this Just for fun No DJs do this And a lot of us do this For our livelihood Yeah This is my 100% First career mm -hmm. I do this 100% of the time So we need the love, love this me. Yeah. yeah You know what I'm saying We need the love We need the respect And stop playing with our money please Oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah so um i do have another question yep. um i was asked this by another female dj how do you prepare yourself before you get on the stage to actually host on the big stage like do mm. you so have host like being on the mic yeah. um or djing as well uh, being on the mic okay so being on the mic um i think for me i could answer it this way for me i was never a host person um or a mic person but once i started djing i saw that the male djs if they didn't have a host, they literally was emceeing on the mic at the same time DJing. Mm -hmm. So I had to learn that. Right. And that is something that is truly, and I'm still learning and I probably will be learning for the next 10 years. Mm. It's an art to it. So the only thing I could say is keep practicing that um, because now I am getting hosting gigs, mm -hmm. right? Which, which pays completely different and you don't have to DJ. Mm. But most of the time, most of my jobs going back to the brand question, right? Mm. Um, me learning how to speak on the microphone and controlling the crowd and engaging the that's crowd. Part brand, yeah. That's part of building your brand. Yeah. That's part of them always the want you back and bringing you back. Yeah. But, you know, if you just DJ and you don't do the mic, that's cool. Just know that you're limiting yourself into that market mm. yeah. or that lane. So the more, uh, the more diverse you get is the more opportunities you have. If you only play trap music, that's the only jobs you're going to book. Yeah. Well, like I can do 1920s parties I could do Harlem Renaissance parties oh yeah, I could oh yeah. do weddings big bag, big bag I could do music. EDM big I could do 90s 2000s I could do top 40 Bobby, Yeah big bag you know, yeah. Like, like we, we have did. to be Very diverse So if you limit yourself To one lane Then you're only going to get That one lane of income Right So what do you have going on For the rest of the year Yeah Whew. 
Ooh, let's see. For the rest of the year, I am I'm slammed. I will be in Houston this weekend, New Orleans uh, the following weekend. I have my residencies here at Tribeca Buckhead, so you guys can come check me out any Wednesday, Wednesday, any Sunday. I'll be at Tribeca. Um, I am doing New Year's Eve Funk Fest in Miami. Um, it's two days in Miami, bringing in New Year's Eve. We got GZ, Ti, Mary J. Yeah, it's gonna be hard. Um, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, a dope, 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 dope concert mm-hmm. and our festival. Um, so I'm gonna be slammed from now until the end of the year. Actually, till the second week in January, and then um, I'll be doing uh, Winter Ski Fest. What about the merch? Yeah, what 13th. about the merch? The merch, the yeah, merch. Let's talk merch. I used to have the merch, and then I stopped. I don't know uh, why I stopped because I was just so busy. Yeah. Okay. Um, but 2023, I'm getting back to the merch. Yeah. Like I used to do my stormy hoodies that's and stuff like yeah, that. That's what we want. DJs need love too. Yeah, yeah. you know, and I think I just want to just revamp it and just mm-hmm. and just literally do me. And I will say that, y'all. Like literally just selling anything that's associated to your brand right. and having marketing, man, that's the difference between an extra three to five thousand yeah. dollars a month yeah. because you're not doing anything except doing your job yeah. and then people will go follow you and go to your website. So that's why I have my swimsuit line as well. So I have a swimsuit line called Candy Box Swim. Yeah. Um, so you guys go check it out, candyboxswim.com. It's Christmas um, time, man. But that's yeah, two things yeah. I love. I love music and I love the beach and water, so why not do swim? Why not? <laughs> Let's close up. That was another episode of the DJs Need Love 2 podcast. I go by the name DJ Monet. I'm DJ Badio. And I'm DJ Stormy. And you can follow me at DJ Stormy Monroe on all your social media.